What is up, you beautiful human? Hello, and welcome back to the Raw, Real, and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. I cannot believe that it is December. It is December. What on God's good earth? It is December. Oh my God, what a year. So, I don't even want to provide you with a life update because this episode is so fucking juicy and I put it intentionally at the beginning of December because I know the holidays are coming. I know that you're going to want to be nice and present to Christmas and the new year and being with your friends and being with your family and there gets to be some amount of thinking about what the new year is bringing through and bringing forward to you. So today's episode puts into the space, into your space, a thought about what word it is that you're yearning to, aching to embody in the new year. And then I also request that you think into and feel into what aspect of self you are inviting online and or giving permission to so that you can feel your most authentic, liberated expression of yourself. I also share with you an insight that one of my spiritual teachers has been sharing with me around death and rebirth. I know a lot of us have been going through big, big, big initiations this past 12 months. I recorded this podcast episode for you in a week where I had gone through one of my most emotionally turbulent weeks in all of my time in Bali. Don't worry, no crying today. <laughs> I've done really well. <laughs> there was there was no tears in this episode. However, the five days prior, there were a fucking lot. And I share with you an incredible insight that my spiritual teacher shared with me around the death and rebirth process that really has brought me a lot of peace whenever I'm going through really, really, really big emotions. I know that on the other side of intense, immense breakdown are huge breakthroughs in my life at the moment. I have been experiencing in my body feelings that I have not been able to access in what feels like almost ever. And whilst that is so incredible, including the sex and the pleasure, and we dive into that in this episode today as well. And whilst that is so incredible and I have been aching for it, it is why I committed to my aliveness. I didn't realize that my aliveness required all of the polar opposite experiences of those emotions. So I have also experienced anxiousness, grief, sadness, resentment, spite, rage, and those emotions have felt all-consuming when I have been riding those waves. So I put that in the space to really bring you some amount of acceptance for the journey that you are walking, for the waves that you are riding. Nothing lasts forever. And I do know that the greater that we are able to access and be with our pain, the greater that we are able to be with our pleasure. And I have been having some of the best sex in my whole entire life. And it's not a fucking coincidence. It is not a coincidence. So if you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you and so that I can share it as well. Strap yourself in. This is one hell of an episode. Let's fucking go. Your goals that you are setting for the new year are not going to mean anything to you unless you are connected to the feeling that you believe that goal setting will bring. We are coming up to the end of the year and I know that many of you may already be thinking about what is it that I want for 2024? 
What is it that I want to experience in 2024? How would I like my life to progress in 2024? Great questions. I think it's incredible to have goals. I love setting goals. And I know that many of us resonate with the conversation around setting a goal, working really hard to achieve said goal, achieving the goal, not feeling the feeling that we thought that achieving the goal would bring for us. Why is that? When you are setting these goals, maybe you want the body, maybe you are desiring a partner, maybe you want to save for a home, maybe you are starting a business, maybe you are fill in the blank for whatever this goal of yours could be. I would love for you to get curious around why you write your goals down. What makes that goal important to you, meaningful to you, and most importantly, what is the feeling? that you believe achieving that goal will bring for you. So I'm going to set this conversation up in a very different way, which isn't at all about your goals, but instead about the feeling and the energy of your year ahead. A question that really supported me for 2023 was to tune into what energy was it that I desired to embody in 2023? What was the feeling that was missing, that was lacking, that I was yearning, that I was aching for in my life? And that feeling, I know if you've been a part of this community for a little while now, you will know that feeling was and is aliveness. I chose aliveness really intentionally. I chose aliveness because I felt bored in my life, because I felt like I was swimming in the sea of certainty in my life. I chose aliveness because life was predictable. I chose aliveness because even though my life looked nice, it felt lackluster. It felt like it lacked depth. It felt like it lacked feeling. I was looking around me and seeing everything as beautiful, but not seeing inspiration in the beauty and not even really gratitude. It came with the thought process of everything around me is nice and beautiful and I should be grateful for what I have and how I live my life, but I don't feel that. And the thing is, we cannot override your feeling. We can set the goals. I could say, I want to live on the beach. Well, I did live on the beach. I can say, I want the nice boyfriend. I did have the nice boyfriend. I want to say, I want the business. I've always had the business. And that still was not it because the feeling, the aliveness, the depth, the like, oh, that I have been aching for to get out of life, that was missing. So all of that around me, setting all the goals around me to achieve all the goals around me without the feeling anchored and attached to the goal means fucking nothing. And so I would hate for you to walk your journey in 2024, missing the feeling that you're aching for. What is it that you are aching for? Now, I intentionally chose aliveness this year because, like I said, that is what was missing. I chose aliveness and not happiness because I wanted to set myself up for success. I knew that setting my word as happiness, I knew that happiness was missing from my life, but also an unrealistic expectation for 2023 based on my beliefs around my desire to be the full spectrum woman. Now, I know that the full spectrum woman does experience happiness, but she also experiences sadness. The full spectrum woman does experience happiness, but she also experiences anger and rage and bitterness and spite and sexual feelings and grief. And that is what aliveness came with this year. There are moments this year I was like, this does not fucking feel alive to me. 
when I'm in my pain, my shame, my sadness, my grief, my letting go of my past relationship, crying on the floor of my villa, that did not feel like aliveness. That felt like fucking torture. And yet once I move through the feeling and I'm on the other side of the emotional experience, I realize that all co-created aliveness. That was my aliveness. Feeling the depth of my emotions is aliveness. And so I would love for you to feel into what is it that you are aching for? What word would you love to live from in 2024? Now, I want to add a ribbon around this gift for you and ask you what part of the self, on top of the word that you yearn to embody, that you desire to embody, that you are going to live intentionally from and be a commitment to, what part of the self would you love to give permission to? What part of the self would you love to invite more online? What part of the self have you potentially suppressed or pushed away or hidden down or armored or guarded or kept protected or you only bring her out in certain places? I didn't do this in 2023 and this is my add-on for you that I have added on for me. My word in 2023 was aliveness. I committed to aliveness in 2023 and aliveness penetrated my fucking life in all the amazing ways. Like, Literally, I have been on the beach experiencing joy and ecstasy and bliss and like my heart feeling so expansive and open. I felt like I've had God channeling through me, talking to me. I have felt so, oh my fucking God, I haven't felt this way in essentially forever. I've had some of the best sex in my life and the most amount of pleasure, present pleasure, like out of your head, out of my head, into my body, pleasure. And I have experienced deep, deep pain, hurt, insecurity, fear, anxiousness. Sometimes I pretty much feel like I'm going through an awakening right now of like, what the fuck is happening? But I can feel my heart massively expand. And then there can be what feels like in some moments, all consuming moments and feelings of anxiousness that penetrates my entire body as it's occurring. It's like fucked and wild and beautiful and brilliant. And I'm like, no wonder people don't commit to the courageous path and aliveness. This shit's fucked. It's so hard. Did I really want this? Why did I choose this path? And so I just want to put that in there for you so that you can really sit in. What is it that I actually am a commitment to? And am I truly prepared to walk through the fire of life to live in alignment with that word that I am claiming in the life that I am choosing? Am I truly a full body fuck yes to that no matter what? Because some of us are not and that's okay too. The gift for you, the ribbon to wrap the present is what part of self are we bringing forward? And I'm going to share mine with you. My word is wild woman. And like I shared with you before, the aliveness that I have committed to has come with the ecstasy and the joy and the bliss and also some of the best sex of my whole entire life. And what I love about sex is that that is the place and the space where I feel the most Rebecca. I feel the most me. I feel the least in my smallness. I don't even feel my smallness. I don't have insecurity. I feel this primal, sexual, intentional, deep, raw, no fucks given, like, oh my God, I love that expression of me. And she felt really suppressed. I know we've spoken about the Madonna whore paradox in many podcasts up until now, but she has felt suppressed for so long in relationship. She felt suppressed in my past partnership and I'm definitely not blaming him. I am looking at the dynamic as it was and also looking at the energetic through which I chose him. I chose him from my little girl. Now, 
our sexual, sensual, primal, wild woman is not little girl energy. The little girl holds the container for curiosity and play, but the, the sensual, the sexual, the intimate desires of my woman, that's held in the energetic of my woman. Now, if my woman was not choosing my last partner, if my woman was not choosing Jake, and the little girl was showing up and she was running our relationship or predominantly showing up to relationship, there's no way for that turned on deep, raw expression of me to come out with him. And really she didn't, he didn't get to experience her. And that feels, yeah, it feels, I feel, um, I feel disappointed about that. I feel saddened by that. And I would have loved us to be able to experience that together, but that is not what that relationship was for. And I get to continue to do my work to be at peace with that. But I really want to share with you how important the wild woman is to me and how important this sexual central expression of me is. I realized through this breakup, I've met so many parts of myself. So much more of me is coming online. I'm doing my deepest healing around this little girl and this inner child and the bullied teenager that really chose Jake. And what I'm doing in the process of that is bringing more and more and more of my woman online that feels fucking excruciatingly painful and incredibly amazing at the same time. Mostly excruciatingly painful with like moments of like pleasure and bliss and all the things. It's probably like 60%, 40%. Like I just really want to put some reality into what's going on here. But what I realized upon reflection as I got to experience some of the best sex of my whole life and just really accessing this primal, raw, intentional, beautiful, sexual, confident, like, oh, expression of me. And afterwards, when I've been reflecting on her, I thought, where the fuck has she been? Like, where were you? Why couldn't I feel you? Why didn't I feel you in my past relationship? Where were you before that? Where did you go? And I really had to tune into this. And this obviously isn't a herpes conversation, but the herpes women are going to really receive something from this as well, whether it be permission or excitement or inspiration. But the last time I remember feeling this really primal, authentic, raw expression of me sexually was probably when I was 20 with a man who was a little bit older than me in our sexual intimacy then. She really came out with him. And then when I was 21, 22, I was still like quite innocent. And I met the partner that I really wanted to marry. I was so in love with him. But I was the kind of young adult woman then who still felt a lot of protection around herself and when it came to sharing herself intimately with others. So my partner at the time, we had been together for a long time before we ever had sex. And we had electric chemistry. Like he would kiss me and it would feel like drugs flooding my body. It was the most incredible sensation. And outside of actual penetrative, can't say that word, penetrative sex, he was absolutely mind-blowingly amazing at everything. Incredible kisser, incredible with his hands, incredible with his mouth, incredible in the way that he touched me. But when we started to have sex, he didn't last long in bed. And over the years, nothing changed. And this caused a lot of pain for our relationship. And I would try to bring it up with him. But remember at the time, I didn't have the tools. I didn't know about authentic relating. I didn't know about authentic communication. I didn't know how to speak to him in a way that wouldn't provoke or create more shame. 
And he would roll over in bed and turn away from me and tell me if I've received it better somewhere else, maybe go back to that older man or whatever the things were. And it really became a block in our relationship. And even though I take full responsibility for cheating, that was why I was trying to leave that relationship because I loved him. But what I realized upon reflection is that wild woman within me who loves to express sexually in a partner that can't last, she couldn't come out with him and on him. And my needs were constantly left feeling unmet. So my wild woman, that aspect of Rebecca, she got suppressed in those three years with him. Then I cheat. I had broken up with this man twice, but I had created so much love with him prior to us even experiencing sexual intimacy or penetrative sexual intimacy that I fell in love. I was also addicted to the feeling, the intense chemistry of and the feeling that was created in my body just through his kiss. I was literally addicted to that. And he was insanely, he's not anymore, but at the time he was insanely good looking. He was literally one of the best looking men I had ever seen in my whole entire life. And I also believe I was still most likely choosing him from little girl slash bully teenager energy because he was so attractive. I believe there must have been a true part of teenage Rebecca that felt so validated in being his partner. Again, that's not woman energy. That's teenager energy. Wild woman energy cannot come out when the teenager is choosing the partner. So then I cheat and I end up on the receiving end of herpes. So then I fuck from fear for the next seven years. I stayed single from fear for the next seven years. So what did that mean? Even though I thought I was expressed, I thought I was like, no fucks given, let's fucking go. I've got the slut virus now and I'm going to have the threesomes and sleep with random men and sleep with multiple people in a weekend and try all the things. And I tried all the things and some felt amazing and some was like, well, that's not my thing. And that is one of the greatest gifts that Herpes gave me was I have actually got to have experiences that my innocent 21-year-old, 22-year-old would have never let me have without herpes having given me that permission. Herpes was such a fucking permission slip of like, it's been ripped from you. Your sexuality has been ripped from you. Your sacred sea of sex has been ripped from you. Just go and fucking do the thing now because I'm pretty sure a younger version of me was really triggered by sexually expressed women. Judge them, would probably have names for them, would probably internally call them sluts and whores and all of the things. Obviously, I don't align with that now because herpes gave me the greatest gift of all of allowing my authentic sexual expression to come online. And caveat to that, it wasn't truly 100% authentic because the energy underneath it was still fear. It was fear-based fucking. It was like, I'm going to attract in a man that I don't truly align with and or respect because I don't want to have to share this with him. If I don't respect him, I don't have to share this with him. And it was still choosing men from a place of protection and armor and being guarded. Then I end up in relationship with Jake and I choose him again from fear and from little girl. So three years in that relationship with the first ex, wild woman shut down. Seven years being single, wild woman still shut down, still coming from fear. Choose Jake, wild woman still shut down because I chose him from little girl and teenager. And that really is a part of the breakup to me. Choosing to leave him is a real reclamation, a claiming a choosing of my woman. And it has been really hard. And one of my mentors shared this with me. Every time I am dysregulated, one of my first thoughts is, I want to call Jake because he will help me make this better right now. He will protect me. He will make me safe. Even now, I'm recording this for you in November. 
anytime that something comes up for me and I feel intensely triggered, there will be an immediate thought of, I just want Jake right now. Jake will protect me right now. Jake will help me. And I have committed to myself because I deeply miss his friendship. And we are committed to three to six months of no communication. And I've also said to myself, I am committed to a no matter what, if I was to ever contact that man, I have got to absolutely only contact him when I am contacting him from my woman. And so every time I am dysregulated and this desire for safety and certainty comes up and he is my quickest reference point to really fierce, strong safety and certainty, every time I hear the thought about calling him, I give myself permission. I say, you can contact him, but the agreement that we have made within is that we get to contact him when we are choosing to contact him from your woman who is about to contact him right now. And it will always be little girl. It'll always be in a teenager. And I'm like, right, can't call him then. We're not doing that anymore because I know that the energy that I make choices from and decisions from in my life will perpetuate the outcome. So if the energy is rooted in fear, if the energy is rooted in inner child and inner teenager, what is going to be the byproduct of that choice that I'm about to make versus if my woman is choosing, then what might happen? And so I'm so fiercely committed to that. I would love for you to start to get into tune with and become deeply attuned with the energy through which you make your decisions. What is it rooted in? Because that is creating the outcome, the experience of your life. And if the life that you're experiencing right now isn't your highest desire, isn't what you want, isn't actually what your woman is desiring to say yes to, then we get to unpack, excavate and explore what's there and really get curious about from where, from what part of you are you making your decisions? From what part of you are you choosing partnership? From what part of you are you showing up to dating with? Because that part is creating the outcome that is creating your experience of life. And so I sit there and I reflect, wow, three years with that partner, from 22 to 25, wild woman suppressed. Seven years, herpes, shame, fear, pain, just hurt, feeling unworthy, fucking from that energy. Three years with Jake, little girl, inner child, inner teenager, wild woman suppressed, going through the painful breakup of leaving that partner that I did deeply love from a place of friendship and safety and reclaim the woman and, oh, my God, some of the best sex of my whole entire life. I have not experienced this because she has been fucking suppressed for 13 years. And so as I've been tuning into her and feeling into her and her power and her potency and the pleasure, oh my God, I turned to one of my friends, Sarah, and I said to her, you know, when you fuck for like four hours and every single second of it feels like you're about to climax, it feels so good every moment. And you're so present. You don't need to go into fantasy to take yourself anywhere. She was like, no, I don't know that experience. I have actually never had that experience. I'm like, every woman, we fucking deserve this experience. Even having this experience reminded me of why I had to reclaim this part of me and why I had to say no to a relationship that was good to create space for the great because this experience is what I know that I have been absolutely fucking aching for. Sex is one of my favorite things on the planet. It's why I talk about herpes on the internet. It's how I got the herpes in the first place. It's how we all fucking got here anyway. Like sex is so fucking great. And I really believe that we get to feel liberated through sex. And I, I feel hurt and disappointed. A part of me is like, 
fuck? It's been suppressed for 13 more years. This is why I said to Jake, I didn't have time to wait. She has been suppressed for 13 years and she wants to rip out of me. It's actually why this morning I did my first embodiment seductress session with Jade. Jade I had on the show all around reclaiming the wild woman. And as I was recording her guest episode, I could feel all of this activation in my body. And I just knew I get to start doing some work with her because this wild primal expression of me is just dying, absolutely dying to come through. And this is what I want to share with you as well. Because I can experience her so powerfully in sex, I do not want to inhibit and restrict myself and her to only be present there. So my word for 2024 is wild woman because I desire for her to penetrate every single part of my life. I want her to penetrate how I write, how I create, how I communicate, how I dance, how I walk down the street. I desire for her to just be here and take up as much fucking space as she wants. And so my question for you is, what part of the self are you inviting online? What part of you have you maybe pushed down or suppressed or pretended isn't there or maybe kept for the bedroom because that's the only place where you're giving her permission to show up? What aspect of you are you really calling forward and forth for 2024? Because full circling all the way back to the beginning, we can set goals and then we can achieve those goals because we are all smart and intelligent and determined and hardworking and society has conditioned us to be great hard workers and to get A grades in school and all of the things. But what the fuck is the point of having all the things and achieving all the things if the thing is not bringing us the feeling that we yearn for? So my word for this past year was aliveness. And now I know I have this readiness in my body that I'm not wanting partnership. I don't even desire partnership. I have this feeling of like, oh my fucking God, I am ready for him. So my word for 2024 is love. And the expression of me, the part of me, the suppressed part of me that is no longer going to live in a cage hidden away and kept for intimate moments, the version of me that I'm bringing forth and bringing forward and giving permission to, inviting online more and more and more is my wild woman. So I would love to know what it is that you are a commitment to and what part of you, you are going to bring through. My loves, I really truly hope that this episode was expansive for you to tune into, that it's planted some seeds within you to explore within your own internal world of the aspects of you that you would love to feel. And just to really wrap this up for you all, I know that we've been talking about goals and words and sex and constant almost climaxing for four hours and I have shared with you throughout today's episode the pain and the grief and the sadness and the detachment and everything that I've had to navigate to create some of these really beautiful powerful expansive feelings and so as you're thinking about this part of you that you're bringing forward I would love for you to ask yourself what part of you gets to die for this new you to come through. In my group programs this week, in Aliveness is My Birthright, we're doing our four-week mini course right now with all of my private clients. We have all been talking about this. I have had a really fucking tough week 
where I can literally feel a part of myself dying and I have had to sit and do a grieving ceremony with her and say goodbye to the part of self who lived for less than what set her soul on fire. And I really want to put that in the space for you too. There is so much safety in prior identities of us. There was so much safety in my little girl, so much safety in my bullied teenager. She created safety. She called in a safe relationship. But that safe relationship wasn't activating the wild woman that I yearned to bring online. And so we absolutely have to go through the death for the rebirth to be here. And that's a part of, I know many times I make jokes about this year being excruciating and painful, but I'm being truthful with you because we literally are dying to parts of the self. And that process is not pretty. So as you're thinking about your word for the year, as you're thinking about your identity or aspect of self that you're bringing forward, I would love for you to also connect with the thought about what part of me gets to die, what identity gets to die, what part of me lived for less than what set her soul on fire and what was the byproduct of the choices that woman made. And I'm going to assume that it created some amount of pain for you and potentially for others. We get to forgive her, we get to let her go but we have to for the new to come through. My wild woman, the primal reclaimed expression of me cannot come forward when my teenager is running my life and yours cannot either. So I'm going to leave you there to sit in these thoughts. What is there for you? My loves, I hope you loved this episode. I really hope that I drilled it home for you because this was such an important conversation for me to communicate and share with you because It's just creating so much spaciousness and expansion within me. And I can see the world through a different lens when I see the world through the lens of the woman. And I can also see the world through fear and pain and terror when I'm seeing the world through the lens of the little girl and the inner child. And that's all of my work to do. And that's why I really keep reflecting back that you're going to experience both and it is going to be painful. One of my spiritual teachers said to me this week, because I had really been in my pain this week, And there was a part of me that really wanted to run back to old safety this week. And there was a part of me that felt really dysregulated and I was not the person to create the safety for me this week. And there was a part of me this week that was like, fuck this shit, I want to give up. I want to leave Bali. I want to go back to what I know. I want Jessica and my sister. I want Kobe. I can't be here anymore. I need to leave. Like In my dysregulation, that occurred for me. And one one of my mentors told me that my job this past week was just to hold and stay in Bali and not be in a flight response. And a spiritual teacher of mine turned around and said to me, Rebecca, I know you haven't had babies yet, but I know that you deeply desire to be a mother at some stage. And I want to share with you something about the birthing process. There is going to be a moment in time when you are giving birth to your child where you want to give up. You are going to want to quit and it is going to feel like a part of you is dying. Birth is beautiful and at the end of birth you get your baby and there's a moment where you think you cannot fucking do it and all you want to do is run back to what you know, the life that you knew and who you were prior to motherhood. This is what is happening for you right now. You are literally rebirthing. 
you are rebirthing a new expression, a new iteration of Rebecca. And so many past parts of you who do not serve your life are dying and they're clinging on. And this is the part right now. This is the part before the breakthrough. You cannot run back to what you know because you are about to birth something that you have never experienced before. And it's totally okay more than natural, more than normal, that this fear exists for you and the desire to give up and quit and go back is here. It is just you wanting to go back to past safety and the certainty that you knew then because you don't know what's on the other side of the birth. You don't know what's on the other side of the rebirth, but you know what you're a commitment to. And the wild woman is going to birth the baby of your life. So let's fucking go. My loves, I hope you loved this episode. If you did, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you and so that I can share it as well. This was one hell of a deep, sexy, introspective, thought-provoking episode that I truly hope touched your heart in a really beautiful way. I will be back in your ears next week. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode. 